The Angry Tenor. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm your host, John Sayers, and I am the Angry Tenor. The Tenor is angry at climate change and those who would deny its existence. So every Thursday evening at 7 p.m., the Angry Tenor talks climate change. The impacts of climate change were felt in every corner of the world in 2020, from the incredible wildfires of California to the oppressive heat in Siberia, there was no escape. So let's take a look, see where we stand on climate change at the start of 2021. Let's look at CO2 first. Record levels of CO2 were recorded in the atmosphere in 2020. The last time CO2 levels were this high was around 4 million years ago. That's 4 million years ago. That's during the Pliocene era, when global temperatures were 2 to 4 degrees centigrade warmer and sea levels were 33 to 82 feet higher than they are right now. Levels have been setting new records every year. According to Ralph Keeling, head of the CO2 program at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography located in Hawaii, we saw record levels again this year despite COVID, he said. Martin Siegert, co-director of the Grantham Institute for Climate Change and the Environment at the Imperial College in London says, if we keep tracking the worst case scenario, by the end of this century, levels of CO2 will be enormously high. Higher than we've had for 55 million years. That's 55 million years. There was no ice on the planet then. And it was 12 degrees centigrade warmer.
But speaking of heat levels, and speaking of the planet heat levels, the past decade was the hottest on record. The year 2020 was more than 1.2 degrees centigrade hotter than the average year in the 19th century. In Europe, it was the hottest year ever. While globally, 2020 tied with 2016 as the warmest. The exceptionally warm temperatures triggered the largest wildfires ever recorded in the United States. And the black summer of fires in Eastern Australia. The intensity of those fires and number of people being killed is truly significant, says Seagard. And we go from the heat of the planet to the Arctic ice, which is affected by the heat of the planet. And it's being felt in the Arctic more than anywhere else. The levels reach 38 degrees in eastern Siberia, 38 degrees centigrade, or Celsius if you prefer, the hottest ever recorded within the Arctic Circle. The heat wave accelerated the melting of sea ice in the East Siberian and Laptev seas and delayed the usual Arctic freeze by almost two months. Just now, in the news, today. That's Thursday. A huge iceberg, the world's largest, has broken off from an ice shelf in Antarctica and is floating through the Weddell Sea, the European Space Agency said. It's called A-76, and it's roughly the shape of Manhattan, but more than 70 times bigger. It was picked up on satellite images, and is currently the largest berg in the world, the ESA said on Wednesday. The iceberg is around 105 miles long and about 20 miles wide slightly larger than the Spanish island of Mallorca. And why is this? The Earth's average surface temperature has gone up by one degree Celsius since the 19th century, enough to increase the intensity of droughts, heat waves, and tropical cyclones. But the air over Antarctica has warmed more than twice that much, and also over the Arctic. That's why. Humans across the northern hemisphere, permafrost, the ground that remains frozen year-round for two or more years, is warming rapidly. Land temperatures in several parts of the Arctic Circle hit a record 45 degrees centigrade, that's 113 degrees Fahrenheit. And that accelerates the thawing of permafrost in the region. Permafrost contains a huge amount of greenhouse gases, including CO2 and methane, which are released into the atmosphere as it thaws. Yeah. So you think it's staying down in the ground, not going to bother us. Wrong. Permafrost keeps that carbon locked away from the atmosphere. Thawing permafrost also damages existing infrastructure and destroys the livelihoods of the indigenous communities who rely on the frozen ground to move around and hunt. And what about the forests? Since 1990, the world has lost 100 
and 78 million hectares of forest. That's about 700,000 square miles. 700,000 square miles. It's an area the size of Libya. Globally, forest areas continue to decline, says Bonnie Waring, senior lecturer at the Grantham Institute, noting that there are big regional differences. We are losing a lot of tropical forests in South America and Africa, but we are regaining temperate forests through tree planting or natural regeneration in Europe and Asia. But in Brazil, or the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Indonesia, these are the countries losing forest cover most rapidly. In 2020, deforestation of the Amazon rainforest surged to a 12-year high. An estimated 45% of all carbon on land is stored in trees and forest soil. That's the same soil that our former guy wanted everybody to rake. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres noted in his December State of the Planet speech, quote, let's be clear. This is a quote. Let's be clear. Human activities are at the root of our descent towards chaos. But that means human action can help solve it, unquote. We can help solve it. We all have to do our part. There are no alternate facts. Climate change is real, and we humans are the biggest contributor. It is up to us to stop. You, me, everyone. Thank you. That's the show for today. If you have any comments about this show or any other show, please send them to me at heldentenore at att.net. That's held in tenore at att.net. This podcast is aired under copyright disclaimer section 107. My podcasts serve nonprofit educational purposes only. No copyright infringement intended. So just a program reminder, the Angry Tenor goes live every Monday evening at 7 p.m. And the Angry Tenor Talks Climate Change goes live every Thursday at 7 p.m. So please come on and join me. So, I'm your host, John Sayers, and I am the Ang.